in this case, you're going to see what's probably the most unique application of Vertis Flow, one that certainly didn't occur to me when I first got my hands on the product. And that, it's, a, it's ability to be used as a ceramic repair material. So as you can see here, uh, we've got a couple crowns that I placed uh, a couple years ago, and tooth number nine has chipped. The mesial and sizal angle has fractured off the porcelain. And uh, this is always a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, should we replace it? Should we repair it? This was only two years old, and I felt like I owed the patient uh, a repair attempt to try to do it. But I've never felt great about uh, placing composite on porcelain before, and that's changed now with uh, the introduction of Vertis Flow. So I roughened up the uh, porcelain with a medium grit burr, and then we're placing the Vertis Flow directly onto the ceramic material, and then we're using a paintbrush to thin it and to smear it and agitate it for 15 to 20 seconds into the ceramic surface. So let's step back for a moment and think about what we're doing here. There's no need for hydrofluoric etch anymore. Hydrofluoric etch is uh, very dangerous. I know we all get a little bit nervous when we use it in the mouth. Um, God forbid we get it on some t soft tissue, we get it on the patient's tongue, the patient swallows it. Even when your assistant is rinsing it off, you're kind of holding your breath, hoping that the hydrofluoric acid doesn't go anywhere it's not supposed to go. We know phosphoric acid is relatively safe in the mouth, but hydrofluoric acid, we're talking about pool acid now, and uh, if it can etch ceramic material, imagine what can it do to your patient's soft tissue. So the fact that Vertis Flow bonds directly to ceramic material without having to use hydrofluoric acid etch and without having to use a silane primer is a huge step forward and one that frankly I was a little skeptical about in the beginning but I've been proven wrong since I've used this material to repair ceramic surfaces such as this one. So with the first application of the Vertis Flow we use the enclosed paintbrush to smear it over the uh, ceramic surface that I've roughened up and we just kind of agitate it for about 15 to 20 seconds. And then once we add any increments beyond that, you'll notice that you don't have to use the paintbrush to agitate it anymore. You can just go ahead and go straight to the 20-second cure. Again, a 20-second light cure is more than sufficient for an A2 material such as this one. If you're going to use a, uh, a darker material such as the A3.5 or the universal opaque, you're going to want to cure it for 40 seconds. In fact, this is a time when you're probably going to reach for the universal opaque. Imagine a patient who's got a 10-unit PFM bridge. I think we've all seen this happen, and they break the porcelain off, say, one of the abutments on tooth number four. And it's usually in the gingival third where they will lose the ceramic material and the metal will be exposed. And that's always a problem to go in and try to fix that. And uh, again, this is one of the neat things about the Vertis Flow is that it will bond to the metal and bond to the ceramic as well without hydrofluoric acid and without any silane. So when you're repairing a PFM bridge like that, you're just going to roughen up the ceramic material. You're going to roughen up the metal either with sandblasting or with a burr. And then you're going to place the Vertis Flow directly onto the metal and directly onto the ceramic material. Now, we don't want the metal framework from the PFM to show through the Vertis Flow. So that's where we're going to use the universal opaque is on top of the metal and cure that for 40 seconds. And then on top of that universal opaque and on top of the ceramic material we roughened up, we'll use whatever shade matches, an A2, for example, and then cure that for 20 seconds. But 
On this tooth, we're just repairing an all-ceramic crown that's got that chip on the mesial incisal. And it wasn't a huge chip, so I'm actually using the Vertice Flow as the final composite material as well. Now, if it was a uh, bigger fracture and it was the entire mesial incisal corner all the way down to the zirconia coping or the whole incisal edge, uh, I would use a different composite, uh, something like Herculite Ultra, and place that on top of the Vertice Flow. But on something small like this, it's almost along the lines of the small class one uh, composite restorations that you saw earlier in this presentation. And we're going to use the Vertice Flow not only as the liner or the bonding agent to the ceramic material, but as the final restoration material as well. So I've got a matrix in there so we don't bond the two teeth together. And then you can see us using the Opti Disc. I like these discs from Kerr because they're translucent. And it's really the only disc uh, I can think of, a finishing disc, that you can see through. So as you place it on the tooth, you can actually see what you're doing uh, through the disc. And it's a neat uh, advantage. And they're super thin as well. So we go in and, and just polish this. So this entire repair has been done with the Vertice Flow. So it is bonded to the ceramic material. And then I added another layer or two to make the entire restoration from porcelain uh, out to the incisal edge out of the same Vertice Flow. And you can see we get a nice look there with that A2, but uh, it's it, Kerr's research that I've seen on this, I, I was impressed by the high bond strengths of the Vertice flow to the ceramic material and allowing us to get rid of the etch and the silent is fantastic. And you can see that small mesial incisal chip and look how nice that looks in the after photo without any hydrofluoric acid or any silane.